right now, let's uh, start the program off and talk not only March Madness, but boxing as well. Like I said, it is fight week, and our very good friend from Showtime Championship Boxing, Al Bernstein, joins us. Al, what is going on, my friend? Hey, everything's going on. What a great weekend here in Las Vegas. Um, you know, as you uh, so aptly uh, outlined, and uh, we've got, uh, we're so excited about the uh um, you know, the, the fight card uh, tomorrow night uh, featuring David Benavides and Caleb Plant. And even more than that, the fact that the whole card is just loaded. Yes, yes it is. And we'll talk about that card in a couple minutes here, Al. But at first, I know you've been watching uh, the, the Madness uh, Sweet oh. 16. i got to ask you, how's your bracket doing, my friend? Well, my yeah, I you know I made a, a fun, just a fun bracket. I wasn't in a, a any contest, I, and but uh, you know, uh, like most people's brackets, you know, <laughs> right? A <laughs> lot now, of bullet holes, mostly, right? Mostly, mostly blown up. Although I've got to say, I did I did ride with Gonzaga, mm-hmm. and so i they were one of the teams I still have alive in my bracket. What but, uh, and what? And, of course, watching that game, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's crazy. It was a fantastic game and great atmosphere in the building there uh, last night because you you felt. And, you know, you know what I love about watching uh, Drew Timmy play basketball? He does. Here's a guy that scored, what, 37 points or something last night. And yet, and, and like half his team's points practically, and yet he played an unselfish game, didn't he? He passed yeah. the ball, he distributed it, he set picks, he did everything else along with those points. It was funny, Al, because as I'm watching that game unfold, I'm going, it's Drew Timmy and nobody else, especially in the first half, and that's the way it was. Yeah. And, and UCLA got out to that 13-point halftime lead and you know felt, wow, this thing is, is over, but... Gonzaga yeah, put, like they put together that patented run, and UCLA went over 11 minutes without a field goal. And as we approached, you know, the last few minutes, it was like, wow, this is, you know, Gonzaga's going to roll here. And then UCLA, Gonzaga left the door open with some missed free throws, a couple turnovers. Yes. UCLA took advantage of it, and all of a sudden, now not only do we have UCLA coming back from an eight-point deficit in the final minute and five seconds, but they take the lead. They took the lead with 12 I, seconds to go, and I said, are you kidding me? And, you know, my vantage point, you know, last night was uh, I was very fortunate to be right behind the Gonzaga bench. And uh, I had all of these uh, crazy Zag fans, uh, family, and and all those people (laughs) going crazy. And I'm looking at that huddle, and we heard Mark Few talk about the huddle with Julian Strother later and talking about, okay, we're going to look for this action, this pick and roll at the top of the key. And Strother goes, well, if I'm open, can I take the shot? And Mark Few says to him, Yes, and Strother says, okay, and when he took that shot out, when he's going up for it, he's like 30 feet away, 30, 35 feet away, and I'm going like, no, 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 okay, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally on, practically on the logo. That game, is there there an example of a game that defines the March Madness any better? Because what you just pointed out, all those swings in in, uh, momentum and, and the emotions of people looking at the game and playing it, that is defines uh, March Madness, and and it, it would take a game like that to live up to the Kansas State Michigan State game. So it was an extraordinary day of basketball. Yeah, it was, and uh, Kansas State getting the job done in overtime. And uh, Marquise Noel, just a fantastic point guard, been talking oh. a lot about him over the past couple of weeks. Uh, he got hurt uh, last night, but still powered his way through it. 
and now at K-State with a golden opportunity to get to uh, the final four. But you mentioned the Madison Square Garden region over there in the east. Uh, there's Florida Atlantic. N no one really gave them much of a shot. I, I don't know if you had them winning a game or not, Al, but then they upset Tennessee last night, 62-55. to 55. Uh, Just a tremendous uh, – another talk about a, a comeback. Remember, Tennessee – uh, was ahead uh -huh. at halftime, and FAU outscored Tennessee 40-28 to in the second half. And uh, kudos to the Owls. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that game especially, the idea of them pulling an upset at that point. You know, usually teams get to the Sweet 16 and they've got their run. If they play a team significantly better than them or a team we perceive to be better than them, they usually can't quite get it done. And especially with the start they had, but that was, that was extraordinary. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's, I mean, nothing, there's very few things in sports as exciting as, uh, as, as, uh, the NCAA tourney. No question about, it. you know, I had this conversation with someone else earlier today and, and they were bringing up, they go, you know, I love March Madness. Why can't the college football get something close to this? And I said, yeah, and we've had so many, you know, decades that we've had this conversation and remember yeah. before, okay, let's go to two teams and we go to four teams and then, okay, now, you know, we're finally going to get this, you know, expansion, but it, 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 it's so true. And this conversation comes up every time this year. I mean, if, if you could do it in basketball, now granted, you know, you don't need 16 teams in football. You probably don't even need 12 teams in football, but. I think you can make the argument that it can work, and we've. I think you've, you know, you and I have talked about this before. You can make eight teams work. You could have made it work a long, long time ago. Yeah. Where you know you're still not, you know, you could still have those upsets, and you can invite those teams like, say, Cincinnati or a Boise State if they come out of the Mountain West or whoever it is to include them, and you could have this type of excitement, and you could have an upset or two as well. Yeah, and I think with the new format, we're going to approach that at least, so that's good. Yeah, this is true. All right, Al, so uh, let's look ahead to uh, uh, tonight's games and maybe even a look ahead to uh, tomorrow before we start talking about some boxing. Uh, who do you like tonight? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the games I, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, Princeton and Creighton, I think, is going to be a fascinating game. And uh, Xavier and Texas, those are two games that, to me, just purely from uh, the, the excitement of watching them, I think those matchups are going to be so much fun. Yeah, you know, when you look at Princeton, just an amazing run that they've had here. But they're going to face a, a Creighton team that uh, has some great size, that they can shoot the basketball, and a very well-coached team and Greg McDermott. So I just have the feeling, I think, that you know the Princeton run is is going to come to an end here. But this Creighton team, I, I agree. I, I love watching this team, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they, if they get to Houston to the Final Four. They could. They really could. And, you know, both them, you know, from the same conference, you know, those two teams are very, very good. But, yeah, I, I, I agree with you about Creighton. They're a really good team. Princeton, the only good thing about Princeton, though, the only thing you can say that gives them some hope is this is not our dad's Princeton team, right? right. This is not a team that just wins by back cuts and, and, and using all of the 30, you know, the, the, the play clock. They have some athleticism and some, and, uh, guys that can create their own shots. But 
I agree with you. Creighton is probably going to pull it out. And Texas Xavier, I, I still haven't made up my mind which way to go uh, in this thing. I really like the Xavier close team. Game. Yeah, very close game. You know, and uh, you know, in Texas, uh, battle tested coming out of the Big Twelve. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And of course, you know, we've got uh, Alabama against San Diego State, and then we've got Houston and Miami the early game. So uh, another night of of great basketball. Yeah, and, and how about this a Mountain West team this far into the tournament? We haven't seen that for a while. We haven't, and I think we expected, though, if there was going to be a team, it would be San Diego State. And, yeah. uh, you know, in their, their path, I don't want to say it has been easy, out, but I, I could see them getting to the Sweet 16. But, yeah, if they get past Alabama tonight, then there's a major story uh, because we know how talented oh, Alabama is. But, you know, but hey, if it's, you know, San Diego State does have some size. I will give them credit for that. Uh, they have size to match Alabama, but I think Alabama's got too much with the guard play. But who knows, Al, right? I mean, this is March Madness. Look, we're talking about Princeton. We're talking about Florida Atlantic here in the, you know, the end of March. These teams are still alive. So uh, anything can happen. There's so much parity now in college basketball. And I think that's uh, another aspect why we love it so much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, Al Bernstein is with us. He's going to be on the uh, the fight call tomorrow night. It is fight week here in Vegas. He'll be on the broadcast with Showtime, David Benavides and Caleb Plant, uh, two guys that you've called many of their fights, Al. You know them uh, exceptionally well. Uh, MGM Grand uh, tomorrow night. I just hope I, I have enough time, Al, to get from T-Mobile Arena to, to uh, MGM Grand. I'm going to need you to maybe to do some stall tactics, okay? To, to make sure I can, I can get there on time, okay? I know. It's going to be hard. Uh, yeah, it should be a great evening. Benavides and Plant have, you know, had a history with each other, uh, circling around each other in the 168-pound division. And it's a great style matchup. David Benavides is a high-volume, uh, exciting offensive fighter. Caleb Plant is very much a boxer-puncher. Uh, he's going to try and nullify all the activity and volume punching of uh, Benavides, who throws, you know, over 70 punches around that is very, uh, has just is an offensive machine. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see whether Plant can do that. Can he deal with it? Uh, and can he uh, counterpunch effectively and make it work? It's going to be a very uh, interesting fight. They almost got into it at the weigh-in today, I see. So, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I, listen, I'm starting to believe that they shouldn't even have face-offs anymore. It causes more problems than it's worth, but that's another story. Well, it's funny. but anyway, they're they're uh, they're ready to uh, they're ready to do battle, and that's going to be a great uh, a great fight. And the and the, the 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 great thing about the evening is not only is the main event great, but the undercard's great too. It is true that these two guys, Benavides and Plant, really don't like each other, right? Can talk a little no, bit about yeah, the backstory with that, Al. Yeah, you know, it's hard. And even they don't really remember where it started. Uh, it's funny when you talk to them, uh, they don't remember the genesis of it. And then they just started talking trash about each other. And of course, that happens a lot now in that sport anyway. But, but this is, seems different. It's taken on a different tone. And, uh, and, um, they're, you know, they're, they're truly not fond of each other. Sometimes it's a, you know, it's, it's promotion and other times it's genuine. So, it, it, we'll see if that impacts their performance in any way. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming they're both, they can both corral their emotions enough to fight the right style of fight that they need to. But it should be a very interesting fight. They're ranked one and two among the 168 pounders just below Canelo. And uh, Plant, of course, fought Canelo and fought well for a good portion of the fight, but then got stopped. 
And uh, Benavides is, you know, was champion twice, lost the championship, not in the ring, but once on the scales and once because of a failed drug test. So he has never lost and in the ring. And uh, he thinks he is the heir apparent in the 168-pound division. Of course, he would dearly like his chance at Canelo. Mm-hmm. Benavides, two-time super middleweight champ, like you mentioned, throws an array of punches. He comes at you from different angles. You know, he's he's kind of a crafty power puncher. That's the way I kind of look at him, Al. And then mm-hmm. you mentioned Caleb Plant. You know, he's not a volume puncher, but he, he'll pick his spots. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to compare him because I don't. What I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say he's a, a kind of a bigger version of Floyd Mayweather tactically with that shoulder mm-hmm. with yeah. that shoulder roll, and he likes to get in and he likes to get out. So knowing that 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 uh, you know these ha- guys have some contrasting styles here, how do you think this fight sets up from an action standpoint? Well, you could easily see Plant doing better in the early rounds or doing well in the early rounds. And as the fight continues is when Benavides believes, uh, and Benavides is, has um, uh, a number of knockouts later in fights. He's got three knockouts after the 10th round. So he's, he, can, he carries his power late into fights. And the pressure and the, the fact that he breaks fighters down is usually what wins him fights. Now, Plant is hoping that uh, because he moves well and because he, he's hoping he won't be there for Benavides to, to break him down, that he can do well even in those later rounds. But you could easily see this fight uh, where Benavides has a better second half of the fight than Plant does. And we'll, the question is, will that be enough to, to get him the victory? But uh, that's, that's kind of the way it sets up. And I, and I think... Uh, we're going to know a lot, I think, after we get to the midpoint of this fight. Although Benavides thinks uh, that a little after that midpoint, by then he's going to be stopping Plant. We'll see if that's true. All right. All right. Al Bernstein will be on the call tomorrow. Uh, Showtime Championship Boxing pay-per-view. And uh, uh, I believe tickets still available at the NGM Grand tomorrow night for this. Uh, more boxing coming here. Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia, April the 22nd. Quick thought on that fight, Al, because that looks to be a good one. Yeah, I'm thrilled that I'll get to call that one as well, and uh, that's going to be superb. It's a great style matchup. Uh, Ryan Garcia, a very talented young fighter, and Javante Davis, of course, uh, is fantastic. And and they're fighting at just one pound over the lightweight limit, and uh, it's just such a compelling matchup. They already sold out T-Mobile for the fight. Uh, And let me give you a little teaser. I might have a special musical announcement uh, about leading up to that fight. I'll, I'll give you the, I'll let you break it when I find out. Okay, so we can't break it today. We're, we're going to have to wait on this, right? Yet today because it's not culminated, but uh, it'll surprise you. You'll, uh, you'll enjoy it. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, there it is. Uh, as we know, we always follow the, the musical escapades of our good friend uh, Al Bernstein, uh, especially over the Tuscany with our good friend Kenny Davidson. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait on that news. Before I let you go, Al, I, I do got to say that I did see Creed three a couple weeks ago. Uh, talked to Stitch Duran uh, you know, last week, and uh, I, you were there. Kenny Bayless in the movie. Uh, quick thoughts on the movie and in, in uh, your participation and your role in it. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun experience. Experience, and I think it's you know been pretty well received by uh, by folks, and uh, apparently it's doing well at the box office, which is which is always good. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Doing the movies like that is always a fun 
a fun experience, and uh, that one was enjoyable. And there's another movie coming out, actually, uh, George Foreman's movie is coming out uh, very shortly here in April. I did, uh, I, I participated in that one too, uh, mostly voiceover, but uh, I, they had me come and call one of the fights for the movie. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. Uh, yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah, so how much time did you spend on the, on the set of, of Creed or, or doing this out? We were it? there for a couple of days, um, and uh, Moro and I went there to, to do the, the fight scenes, and it was very lovely. I mean, Michael. Jordan is just a lovely guy, and he did first directorial, uh, you know, time, and you would have thought, he was so relaxed doing it, uh, and the set was so, um, you know, I mean, I've been on a number of movie sets doing that, and uh, it, it, it had the feel of just somebody who had been directing for 25 years and was so at ease with everything, and uh, that was kind of impressive, but... Uh, and yeah, it was uh, it was a fun experience. Really, really enjoyed it. All right, I I love the boxing movies and uh, I love seeing you in the in the movies as well too, Al. So uh, great stuff, great work. Uh, we'll let you go and uh, and, and luckily, luckily once again playing myself, I had the correct motivation. <laughs> there it is, exactly. <laughs> and, and 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 I believe you did not need a stunt double either, did you? No, I was able to. I was. Thankfully, I was able to do all my own stunts in the movie, which is good, <laughs> good and, and came out unscathed, you see. I love it, my friend. Well, uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, tomorrow night. Uh, have a great call in the broadcast, and we'll talk to you real soon. Right, we, can thank har- you. we can hardly wait for that breaking news on the musical side, my friend. I will, you'll be the first one. I'm going to call into your show when I announce it. Perfect, brother. Take, take care, right, Al. Take care, man. There it is. Bye-bye. Al Bernstein, our guy, a uh, longtime uh, friend and just a fantastic job on the on the boxing side. And remember, we always talk to Al about other sports as well, too, because he spent so much time at ESPN back in the day uh, doing all kinds of sports, covering everything. But uh, he's one of the best. He's the International Boxing Hall of Famer, part of our great crew that we get to tap into on a regular basis here uh, on the show.